Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, it's phrase mashup time in the hint-heavy game of Connected Clues. Next up, we search for riches and power while dodging sharks and worse in Ahoy. And lastly, we hope to just get this letter out of the slider before the dreaded ding tells us time's up in Flounder. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hey, let's game. And Mike Grenier. Which came first, the unofficial podcast of the NFL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are officially the unofficial podcast. Officially the unofficial. unofficial. <laughs> Our first game up this week is Connected Clues. Published by Connected Clues LLC in 2022. <laughs> Number of players, 3 to 10. Yes, it's a party game. Ages 13 and up. Playtime, 15 to 30 minutes. Okay, Mikey, what's in the little box? The cover of the box greets us with a bunch of colorful chain links across the black background. Kind of reminds me of a really popular t-shirt pattern from the 1990s. Inside the box there are, get ready, 400 cards. That's a lot of cards, but that's everything. And that's what's in the box. Well. Before we tell you how we connected with this game, Evan, clue us in on some rules. Connected clues. It's a party game where you take turns giving clues and guessing phrases that are connected by a common word. For example, you draw a card and the top of the card reads hat trick. The bottom of the card reads trick or treat. So you need to come up with a clever clue that other players will guess the answer to and the first to blurt out the correct answer wins the round. So again, hat trick, trick or treat, hat trick or treat would be the answer. Mm-hmm. You play it a three or five or I don't know, whatever. It's a party game. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep playing until you're ready to move on. <laughs> uh, that's probably, there is probably a suggested amount of time that you do play actually. Um 15 and, to 30 minutes is the time, but, you yeah. know, I mean, that could mean, you know, depending, right. that could go very quickly. You know, it depends on your pace. So Right, right. <clears throat> and the idea is to not give clues based on, I mean, you can't mention any of the words in any of the stuff. So if mm-hmm. it was hat trick, you'd have Clearly. to say, mm-hmm. you know, a cap, you know, prank. For example, you say, <laughs> yeah, you could mm-hmm. do that. Go straight literal, like yeah, other you do versions literal, of the words. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, or you could do something broader, like um, this is what a magician uses, and he pulls a rabbit out of it, or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Then, or a, uh, a hockey player who gets three goals. Yeah, exactly. And then you, and then you say the word and, and and then the trick or treat thing. So, and the thing that kids do on October thirty first, looking mm-hmm. for candy. And then I was, I was like desperately trying to make a, a phrase with and in the middle of it that actually made sense together with each other, sort of, <laughs> you know, and it was oh. just, some of them were too disparate, but I was really, you were going for that. elegance. I was going for elegance. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got, we got a copy of this game from PAX Unplugged. Mm-hmm. We met the designers and uh, the company. It was great. Really nice guys um, in the very crowded PAX um, dealer room exhibit hall mm-hmm. what did you guys think of the look of the game 
I mean, the art is simple, but clean and colorful. It really actually uh, works well together. Hmm. Yeah, I think the colors, I, I wonder if they had a color specialist design it <laughs> because it's three very simple colors put together, a, a aqua, a purple, and a white, but they mesh brilliantly. I mean, it's just like a perfect match for the box. So very clean color matching on the box and... And they kept everything sleek, right? I mean, sleek as in minimalist. Yeah, yeah it, it is very sleek. And for a game about word clues, you really do, because you need to read it quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you need to start getting going on the information right away. So it needs to be clean, like a taboo card. It needs to be very clean, nothing but the mm-hmm. facts. True. I'll give them that. That, that is a good part of their design. I, personally, I kind of felt like the, the title of the game and the picture on the on the cover, well, the colors were nice and all, but I didn't tell me anything about this game when I looked at it. Like I just didn't know what I was getting myself into by the cover. Yeah, almost better if they called it "Dog Food Fight" or something, right? Because you <laughs> right. like <laughs> yeah. actually had one so, of the actual cards. Yeah, right. when they when you put two names when you put two phrases together like that, it's called a portmanteau. Mm-hmm. So this is a portmanteau game. Mm-hmm. And it's just a game where you design portmanteaus by, you know, thinking up stuff. So, yeah, I mean, calling it portmanteau might have been pushing it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. But Maybe connected, already taken. But connected clues was kind of, yeah. What about, was, like, por- portmanteau stub or something? <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> you yeah. know, something with a... <laughs> yeah, portmanteau zone. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, connected clues. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay for the the name of the game. So let's mm-hmm. see. Let's talk about how it played. So you're pulling a card and you read it to your teammates, mm-hmm. right? And you're playing against another well, team. Well, every, yeah. everybody else, right? Everybody else. Yeah, That's it's just right. Everybody guesses. Yeah. Everybody plays. Every whoever round. wins gets the card. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I like the way that you score by collecting cards. It's a nice, yeah. easy way. It's to a score. good mechanic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Evan, you thought it really felt like taboo, right? Doesn't it though? I mean, <laughs> to anyone, to anyone else, it felt I a mean, little. That there way were words me. you couldn't say, and you're right. trying to give a clue to get people to guess within a, a lot of, well, not a lot of time, but yeah. But, I mean, when I'm it. playing, when I'm playing taboo, I have to. It, this is me. I need to pause and formulate mm. the thing before I blurt it out because <laughs> oh, I'm afraid yeah. I'm going to give away one of the words that I'm not supposed to say, and I get penalized or whatever. So there's this kind of pregnant pause for me in a way <laughs> in yeah. the game when I'm the person give, giving the clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that I felt that way in Taboo, and I felt the same sort of sensation in Connected Clues. As a as a person spectating you trying to figure out how to give the clue, though, it's actually kind of fun on my end watching you struggle with it in your head. You know, because like, <laughs> you're kind of looking up, you know, as in thought. Like, how am I going to get them to understand? You know what I mean? I can just see the gears turning. And even that in that quietness, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It's always fun to watch people struggle to come up with stuff. <laughs> yeah. that's, definitely, that's definitely part of the fun. Evan, you thought this game needed a bell? Uh, yeah, because everybody's blurting out the answers at the same time. You didn't have... You know, and people talking to each other. This is a this is a game for up to ten people. You know, what yeah. if four people say it simultaneously? How the heck do you really know who who scored? Mm-hmm. I get it's light party game, but but if there were a bell, if there were a bell, you <laughs> could reach in. 
whoever hit the bell first gets the first shot to give their to give their answer. Yeah, I agree. Or, or the little budget more. that you had, like for the the game show you did, kind of. So it's like it's too much uh-huh. of a speed game, a lot of shouting. And for me, mm. with all the shouting going on, it's, um, I, I start to get disconnected from the game after I can't mm. follow everything that's going on. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that it, can happen in party games for sure. You, definitely. If you, I'm, I love them. I mean, that's where I, that's where I live, right? The party game is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Especially the, ma- the more manic the party game, the better. Even Werewolf is a little too calm for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? I like the, need I like to mix the it up. Of it, yeah. For me, it's like uh, it has that sort of every, like party game and Trivial Pursuit problem where at some point you really don't care about the game itself. You're more trying to just read cards and they're kind of funny. You know, you oh, know, you mean that. like just the few rules that go along with it? Maybe. No, I mean like I mean like you're just instead of playing it as a game, you're more like just grab a card out of the deck and kind of like let's figure this one out together rather than it being a competitive thing where you're like on the edge of your seat like playing an actual game, you know. It feels like yeah. it devolves into that easily. I think it definitely has the versatility to it could be a feature not a bug, you know. Mm-hmm. The versatility to do that. So mm-hmm. Ed, you've seen portmanteau type of games before? I mean, uh, chain reactions. You know, chain reactions on the game show network. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. the same theme. Yeah, yeah, same type of thing. Yeah, they did it a lot on um, Wheel of Fortune, too. They have a whole category called Before and After. Mm-hmm. So they could have called this Before and After Oh, they could have, yeah. but then Wheel of Fortune would have sued them. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I said Before and After Thought. That's a different. That's different. Yeah, well, they actually do. They usually on the tagline, it said it's based on the popular Before and After game show category. Yeah. Oh, Okay. okay. And it's true, yeah. but I mean, you know, Wheel of Fortune doesn't own portmanteaus. I mean, no, you know, not at all. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't know. They're a pretty powerful company over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> big Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I love a big, game big that game doesn't that doesn't have. I like a trivia game that's not that you can't Google the answers to, yeah. and that's this game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I really like that about about this, where it requires a little bit of just brain power to get to mm-hmm. the answer not not just knowing stuff but putting stuff together i really like yeah. that added feature in a right game. i like that too that's that's a good observation on that okay explorers it's time to dig up or bury connected clues mike i enjoy a good before and after style of puzzle but beyond just reading the cards for fun it really didn't hold up as a whole game for me so i'd bury it Evan? Connected Clues is a warm-up kind of game for, you know, Friday night game night, portmanteaus. If that's your jam, this game's for you. I think for what it is, it's perfectly fine. Dig it up. Ed? Yeah, see, these kind of party word games were more about speed. (laughs) Not really my jam. I mean, I did have fun (laughs) listening to you, like you said, like, now seeing someone struggle for a certain I give it a light dig up for those times when only a party game will connect. Mm. Yeah, I mean, come on, Ed. You have to admit, you had a lot of fun watching me blurt out half the answer most (laughs) of the time. (laughs) Just enough to hand it to somebody else who is slightly faster in putting it together. Because there was no thinking inside my head going on at all during this game. It is simple, like Taboo, but... 
like Taboo, it's a it's a favorite type of game for me. I really enjoy these types of games. And Connected Clues delivers. It has 400 cards. That's plenty of replayability. You're talking four, five, ten sessions at a party. Mm-hmm. You'd be holding on to this box a long time before you got through everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's worth it. I really did like it. Dig it up. Hey, what's your favorite game based on game show mechanics? We want to know. We are at Which Game First on social media. Hey guys, what's going on with Which Game First? Monday nights is Which Game First live online, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. We, the team here, play a board game online live and we want you to tune in Watch us, help us, join us, give us your feedback. We play trivia games with you. It's a very interactive experience with all of our viewers. And you can watch it on all of our social media networks, including YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. So again, Which Game First live Monday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, and a couple of our patrons have come to us with some interesting news. One of them is that we had a successful Kickstarter go through uh, for Saria, I believe Ooh, it was. Nice. Nice. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, one of our patrons got in touch to me and said he wanted to start compiling a list of all our dig up and buries just by like who dug it up and buried it on each episode. So uh wishing him luck to get through that quickly and uh maybe uh <laughs> we'll yeah, post it on I'm our website curious. we'll post yeah. the link when when he's done yeah, yeah. We'll, hey we'll we've thought about there. doing it many times yeah. thought about it yeah i know right uh-huh. <laughs> so, about yeah. it. we got Even someone who's actually about it once or twice oh, yeah so good. if any of you guys out there have any ideas of how you want to make our website more interesting or just like kind of dive into our older episodes have fun with that let us know what you're up to yeah, don't forget that search feature on our website can get you to any game we've ever reviewed. It'll take you right to the episode where mm-hmm. we reviewed it. It's a really handy feature. Um, and uh, we want to thank our patrons so, so much. We really appreciate you guys. We love getting feedback from you. We love hearing from all our fans. We want to invite all of you over to our Discord server Um, And we want to tell you, if you want to become a patron of this show, you want even more from us. Uh, you can go to our website and click on Become a Patron today. It's only $3 a month, and it gives you access to our exclusive bi-weekly, and that means every other week in this case, <laughs> patron-only podcast called Bonus Points. Bonus Points, where we chat about everything and anything we darn well please. <laughs> um, we also get input from uh, our fans uh, because if you're a patron, you can come and listen to us record that live. Mm-hmm. You you can also pick it up on your podcatcher. Any podcatcher you use, uh, it'll go directly to that feed once you're a patron mm-hmm. and you set that up. So we would love to have you join us as a patron if you want. And uh, we'll give you a personal thank you. We'll send you something. Ed, Ed will send you a thank you. Maybe even a heart emoji. Okay. <laughs> maybe you. one. Maybe yeah. one of his Magic the Gathering cards from his special <laughs> collection. <laughs> you'll, you'll get a. You'll get a land in the mail. <laughs> a, a, a signed land. It just says Ed on it. <laughs> some of those have some value. Don't don't laugh too hard. <laughs> you might get Thank one from you. Unglued. <laughs> well, Thank you. About double land. People signing a double land. Ah! Oh, no. (laughs) All right. We're bumping out of this. Here we go. Yeah, we are. (laughs) 
<laughs> Our next game up this week is Ahoy, designed by Greg Loring Albright, published by Leader Games in 2022. Number of players 2 to 4, ages 14 and up, playtime, whew, 45 to 75 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Mike, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box flips the sea on its head as the typical <laughs> enemies of sailors are actually on deck, captaining their own pirate ships, all in minimal but beautiful color. Inside, we discover four pocket guides, 12 region tiles, four player boards, four flagship figures, 10 patrol figures, three stronghold figures, a cutter, one gunship figure, uh, some dice, which are 17 action dice, 11 wealth dice, two battle dice, and a bunch of cards, 30 market, 12 planning, a first player card, blue friend squadron aid cards, <laughs> two smuggler aid cards, 25 damage tokens, 20 gold tokens, 20 comrade tokens, a fame track, four fame markers, four pledge markers, and four reward markers. And oh, that's yeah. what's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we tell you if this game shivered our timbers, Evan, load the rules and fire! <laughs> boom This is one of the cases where my reading of the rules is going to be shorter than Mike's reading of the list of components. <laughs> Ahoy is a asymmetrical game where players take the roles of swashbucklers and soldiers seeking fame on the high seas. Fame. Each faction has unique abilities and actions. Each round, you'll roll and place dice to take the unique actions of your faction. As you control regions and deliver cargo, you'll gain fame. The player with the most fame wins. Actions include moving, deploying, and repairing your ship. Load your cannons, inspire your crew, and run your blockades. Ahoy me hearty, and remember this well. Fame is the name of this game. A vast. <laughs> I mean, ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we played this live, so we, we got to touch all the fiddly bits and the yes. fancy stuff. You. What'd you think of the components and the and the look of the game? As good as all their products. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Leader Games, you know, as is the root family of games and. You know, you you expect sort of at, by this point a certain quality and aesthetic to it and look and feel, and I think this one lives up to its reputation. Yeah, yep. I mean, as you mentioned, root and oath. The art is all done by Kyle Farron, and he has a a certain style, and I appreciate his style. I think the 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 cutesy type animals and stuff they they, they look neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's very unique looking, and I wonder in this era of, you know, AI art and things like that, if sustainable art is going mm. to become a thing, you know? So, mm. art, you know, thinking about the artist and, and using artist-only art, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah. it's when you get something that's so personality-driven as Kyle's art like this is, where this is just his art. There's nobody else that does art like this specifically. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's really it's really great uh, to to pair with the company like this and always mm-hmm. get the same type type of thing. It probably makes your shelf look great when you put them all next to each other. Oh, yeah. You know it, it's um, and I'm sure it does a lot to encourage 
uh, buyers of previous boxes mm-hmm. of your games to buy this one as well. So um, kudos to them for putting that together. And it yeah. really is very cute. <laughs> yeah, it is. He does. He does a really nice job. Ooh, All right. The components are pretty cute. nice. Yeah, it is. It is. And the components are really nice. The ships are the meeple are ships, wooden meeples, and they are mm-hmm. very nice. And you mm-hmm. they sit great on the board and you sail them around. No problem. Each faction has unique ships, mm-hmm. shapes, and sizes, so it's not just, you know, a bunch of them paint, you know, colored different colors. Each piece almost in its own way is unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, you're putting a little cube here. No. The the blue fins are putting little blue fins to mark yeah. their territory. Boop. Little shark fins. I had fun <laughs> doing that. I love those guys. That was that's whack that they and very smart. There's mm-hmm. little shark fins that sit perfectly on your mm-hmm. water tiles and look like you know sharks sticking out of the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very clever. That's very clever. That's cool. I, by the time I realized that, um, you know, this was happening, that you were putting, I, I'm not sure who played that Me. faction. Who was yeah, playing the shark fight? Mike. Mike, oh, Mike did, yeah. By the time I even paid any attention to Mike, all these sharks were in the water. I'm in shark yeah. infested waters right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I flooded the uh, water with sharks. <laughs> it really did feel infested. Oh, yeah. They weren't super tough, but like every time I moved my character, I could put a shark in the space I landed in. And then I had other abilities that I could use to also put more sharks. So I was just like, let's get them out there. <laughs> so, Ed, talk more about this asymmetric play. It really was asymmetric. It very is. There, there's three different faction types. Where the one playing the blue fin, no squadron, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Moloch's Union. That was me. I was the Mollusks. The Mollusks and then yeah. there's two other factions that are um, both just traders. kind of pirates minding their yeah. own business. Yeah, basically, they're, they're smugglers. Stuff. Well, delivering cargo. Yeah, yeah. So they're, yeah. they're just smugglers. They're, they're staying out of the war itself. They're just moving cargo from one place to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Nothing might get the scuffle because mm-hmm. the ship happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, just trying to make some profit. <laughs> I know, really appreciated friends. playing that rather than playing uh, people at war. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe because it was just the first time I played, so it was nice to be able to concentrate just on my thing, mm-hmm. doing my own thing. I I did like that, although it did feel a little lonely. And then <laughs> when I did bump into people on the board, like uh, sailed across other factions, mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Because I was completely <laughs> unplugged. Yeah, it's it's it kind of has a a touch of almost a solitaire, or maybe like two separate games going on at once because. Two of the factions are kind of do competing for one thing, and the other two factions are kind of competing over the territory. Yeah. So. But there is crossover if you're paying mm-hmm. attention, because where me and Celeste were trading, the values of those islands were going up. And then mm-hmm. that's when uh, Mikey and Evan were going, what? That's worth four now? Yeah, oh. I got to control that spot because it's worth four. <laughs> so, well, yeah. that value doesn't mean anything to me and Celeste, per se, but right. that... That made you want to fight over the area that we were trading at. Yeah, mollusks versus sharks are all about controlling the areas. Yeah, exactly. And it was an interesting thing going on because I call it the security dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. Because me and Evan want to control the island, but we don't want to control it so hard that the pirates are scared to go in there to do shipping and increase Mm -hmm. the value of it. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I was scared off. Yep. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, wait, come like, back. 
does. The shark's only trained. It only looks like a warship. It's actually, it's actually an ambassador vessel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't when I started playing the game. I wasn't even clear. I get it now, mm-hmm. um, but you know, here's a little tip: if you're first playing it for the first time, I wasn't sure like how much I was expected to engage, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't really know what my purpose was. I mean, I, I think my ship had cannons, but I didn't pay any attention to them. You know, I, yeah. I'm not, if I, if I had them, I'm not even sure. But I was like, do I fight too? Am I engaging? Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Eventually, about halfway through the game, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just getting points by shipping. Mm-hmm. And, and that was good. I like that. Yeah. I think how did you like that- fighting, Mike? I want to. Oh, yeah. Um, like- well. I didn't do a whole lot of it because Evan's thing was kind of more like a, um, like we were both fighting over control. So I'd have to go in there and kill his guys if they showed up. But like the fight was kind of more <laughs> like he was like, think of corrupting an area, you know, he's like putting like these chips on the islands to like gain control of them. And I was the physical guy who would come and just bombard the island or blow ships up out of the water. So, and he had a lot more tricks up his sleeve while me, I was just like kind of, you know, not <laughs> very true. subtle at all. You know, I was just like scaring mm. people away with yeah, all the Yeah, you sharks. were just brute force. Yeah, exactly. Which is not my favorite play style normally, but yeah. but it was fun for this game for sure. Cool. Mike, I slipped behind your lines one time oh, and, and so took mad. one little section for a couple of points <laughs> yep. out from under you. I put a couple of my mollusks in there, which overwhelmed whatever shark you had there. Yep, yep. Oh my gosh, you brought the wrath I down was on me. Mad. We kind of bisected the map. You know, Evan was staying in his area. I was kind of staying in mine, you know, like in. And all of a Mike sudden, I see took this... an attack personally. I did. No <laughs> way. I mean, oh my god, a yellow chip on my nice blue ocean over there. I was so mad. <laughs> I can almost see the shark doing that too. It's like, what? You just what? went to my yeah. territory? Wow! <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. And one of them actually was kind of in a really inconvenient spot, so I couldn't like That's dig right. him out because yeah. it was too far away from the front line. So I was like, oh. Not only was it rude, but it was inconvenient. Yes, that was the worst part. Not the rudeness, the inconvenience. (laughs) It was totally worth it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Entertainment-wise, it was was like worth one point or something. It wasn't even that big of a deal. Like I could have just let it go and not even thought about it. It And Mike was was like, this is war now. (laughs) You broke the pact. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I barely noticed. I was like, la di da di do di do doing my own thing. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I guess it was good that you guys were really engaged with each other because you weren't noticing what we were doing, I guess. Yeah. Which is good for us, you know, because we just go about our business. The the only reason to mess with you guys is only if you're, like, catching up to us. Because really, like, what you're doing with the shipping and stuff is only good for us. Yeah, Yeah. it helps Mm -hmm. us, right? So Mm -hmm. we we, we don't want to discourage you from it. But then, again, we have to be careful that it's not – earning you met so many points that we can't catch back up anymore right right so ed you said that there's um two ways to use cards well there's a market of cards you can acquire anytime you visit an island and those cards match the island you're going to and each card could either be a crewman or cargo mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing yeah i think i use them for cargo most of the time the crewman uh, you know, they're not too complicated, but 
I I was a I've had a little bit of trouble finding the best way to use them or mm-hmm. making good use of them because they were yeah. very specific. They yeah. can be. And for me, I noticed one of the things I kind of figured up after we kind of played a bit is like, you no, know, I start seeing the dynamics of oh wait, wait, that is a way I could have like oh maybe moved a, a shark fin out of my way so I could actually go and visit that island and do some trading even as a smuggler. And I can mm-hmm. see some of the cards being situational, but powerful in the right situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the crew had a lot of different, like, diverse abilities. But if you look closely at what your play style is for your particular faction, some of the cards had little to no value for what you're yeah. doing. I wouldn't say they had no value, but but definitely less value for certain strategies than others. And like Ed said, if you're you you gotta wait for the right moment to use them. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> it's like I'm not I'm not picking up any I'm not picking up any someday cards. No thank you. <laughs> you live today Im- as a pirate. Yes, live for the right. moment. Immediate gratification. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would say one thing about the travel that kinda was a little bit weird to me, although I could see why it was necessary, was that like there was a way to teleport across the board a little bit like certain spots mm-hmm. that you can if you roll the right number and use that mm-hmm. action of your ship you kind of just end up at one of those numbered spots on the board and it, it just kind of took away a little bit from the the you know the area control of the whole thing interesting because yeah. i they really worried me mm. like i a lot of times i'd be like uh okay i'm way over here they're fighting over there I'm fine here. I can, I get two or three, I can see that I'm going to have two or three turns unmolested, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They can teleport from over there. And it Mm -hmm. kind of made me nervous and distracted. Yeah. Yeah. So I I get in that way. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it was definitely a factor in my thinking. I I think the intent from from I can see just what Select pointed out is making more of the map, um, a threat than just like, oh, yeah. Mikey's way over there. There's no way. He can... Wait, wait, he's right next to me. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. on balance is a good thing. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I feel like you should feel a little bit threatened on almost every turn. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the the tailwind ability does that. And I think it's that's just, what uh, it is, yeah. you don't have so many. That's the other thing. It's neat. You're putting dice. It's kind of an action selection. So you block. Like, oh, I use my tailwind. I don't have it anymore. I've used it already. Mm-hmm. Whoop. Yeah. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury. Ahoy! What say ye, Evan? I thought Ahoy was a fun game, and uh, especially the area control aspects of it, but also obviously the trading part of it was very cool. Mm -hmm. And hey, like all other games from the family of leader games, you want to go back and try each of the different factions to see what each group does. It plays differently. So I like that a lot. Dig it up. Ed? I enjoy the role-in-place action selection mechanic along with the asymmetric plays. Now, kind of like Root. And it's a <laughs> relatively simple game compared to Root, though. Which, yeah. Now, it's, I think it's going to be an advantage to some people. It did come off as maybe a little bit light for me. But still, I enjoyed my adventure here, and I will dig it up for more trade on the high seas. <laughs> <laughs> So Leader Games has kind of a, thematically, it, it has sort of a subtle wit about it, which mm. is not really my favorite thing. 
in gaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I usually like a, the theme to be more overt than okay. this is kind of quiet and pleasant. Um, or, you know, and, and I don't, I, it, to me, it didn't really jive with pirate themes. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. in that way, I didn't quite connect with this game. It, if I was going to play a pirate game and I was looking to play one, I probably would pull out Quests and Cannons first, mm-hmm. um, which is a game we we played and reviewed a while back. And I just thought it had a more rich theme to it and brought me into the experience uh, a lot better than this one did. Um, so for me, it's a light berry. I, I know that mm-hmm. leader game fans and root fans will probably enjoy this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I still got to go too. So, oh, Mikey, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I didn't want to. You slow get the you down. final word for one. I get the for, yeah, Never. It's never me. So here we go. <laughs> right, I will keep it simple, though. Early in the game, it felt a little bit solitaryish because I wasn't sure exactly how we interacted. But as we progressed, I could totally see where the conflict was going to happen and where it actually did happen. And it made the game tight, and it made me a little nervous for what my next move was going to be. So that's in a good way. I'd say it was tight. Um, I'd love to play again to see what the other factions feel like, but uh, as far as I could tell, it seemed fairly balanced and the score seemed pretty close. So I'm up for the challenge of rocking this game out again, and I will definitely dig it up. What is your favorite asymmetric game? We want to know. We are at which game first? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Come and see us. And our last game up this week is Flounder, designed by H. Burnett, the famous <laughs> H. Burnett. Not to be confused with Carol Burnett. That yeah. is a different person. Or H. Barnett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll- Published by 3M in 1962, number of players 2 to 6, ages 8 and up, playtime 30 minutes. Okay, Mikey. What's in the interesting box? The cover of Flounder brings us back to maybe somewhere in the late 60s, I'm guessing, <laughs> where a family, <laughs> there's a family of happy people sitting around a table for family game night, gleefully chortling as a young boy smashes a bell while staring at his mother longingly for approval. Inside, we find 90 letter tiles, a plastic tray with some zigzaggedy snake-like spaces on it, a score pad real nice and thick, uh, and three custom six-sided dice, as well as the most important part, the bellhop bell, which sits in the middle. And that's what's in the box. Ooh, that bell. Well, (laughs) before we tell you if this game lived up to its name, Evan, (laughs) did the rules flounder around? Well, uh, you see, in Flounder, uh, players are revealing letters on tiles uh, to spell nouns or verbs. Dice are rolled to determine which type of word it's going to be, a noun or a verb, and the length of the word or how many letters there need to be in that word in order to successfully solve it. Players then all start pulling letters off the board by sliding them along various tracks to an exit point and discarding letters at the entrance points. <laughs> assuming you're using <laughs> assuming you're using the variation in which the, you're going to play with this track, which we did. Um, they, the, and the, if you're able to come up with a word that meets the criteria, ring the bell and score the points. <laughs> Woo-hoo, play that for bell. ten. Play for ten rounds. Highest. 
total score wins. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God, that bell. Ding it again. One more time. That's so classic. Classic. Oh, it is. Classic. There's nothing else that sounds like the bellhop bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's no cheapo version. I mean, this is the real no. legit heavy bell. It came in this box. Yeah. Seriously. You're not, you're not going to get that bell on Amazon. Nope. No, gosh, no. no. It'd be some plastic clunky bellish yeah. sounding thing. It's Forget a very it. light aluminum dingy bell. It's, mm. it's very tinny sounding nowadays. Mm. So keep that classic bell, Evan. I'm keeping yeah. it handy. I may use it for the rest of uh, the rest of our episodes coming up. <laughs> Who knows when I'll ring Put the bell. it out on your kitchen counter. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. That won't drive my family crazy. Yeah. They'll totally still love you after that. Celeste, at your house, you could use some bells, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, could yeah. you imagine? No. As if anybody would even listen, they'd hear the bell and be like, yeah. I'll, I'll just tell my children to not touch it. That'll work. Oh, yes. Whatever you do, do, do not, not ring touch the bell. bell. <laughs> Bingo. Fail. All right. So this game, holy cow, the look and feel of this game, it, it's got that textured 3M box. Yes, it does. Which is like a uh, uh, what's print- the texture? It's 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 a leathery, finish, kind of. but leather, not leather. Yeah, not leather. leather no. linen. It's got a textured paper to it, you know, and it's a a three M bookcase now slip box. Mm-hmm. Yes, the old three yeah, M bookcase bookshelf yeah. games, and they are very specific, right? They slide into it themselves, mm-hmm. and I love their back covers. They're always so weird. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, so oh. weird. <laughs> this one has. Drinks, of course. Of I mean, course. it has to have oh, drinks. Yes. Probably adult beverages. Yeah. <laughs> no, these have, no, I, these they have like, children on the cover, so you have to have children. Looks like, well, I mean, come on. You they, know they that the like parents drink. Water. Yeah. You know those parents' drinks are shotted with vodka. Okay, oh. but, you know, you're not we've, supposed to. We've really. seen games of this era have I mean, kids is... on the cover with parents, and there's definitely some brandy in a couple of the cups. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on the shag carpet, you know, all <laughs> lounging one hand, oh, or, yeah. you know. So this one is a yard scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where outdoors. It's, just, it's always got the table set with the game in it. Mm-hmm. And 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 usually the game is alone. There's no people in it. It's just the game yeah. out. And you because you got to pay to have people sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay actors or something. I think you're yeah. just expected to imagine yourself. Playing oh, that's oh, right. Okay, Situate okay. yourself right in this lovely environment. <laughs> so let's talk about the fact that there's kids and adults together in this game mm-hmm. and on the cover. This mm-hmm. game has different rules for kids to play at the same time as the adults. It's very Have we ever cool. seen that before? A mechanism like that. Yeah, no. interesting. Yeah, I've never seen that in, yeah, in any game. I'm aware, aware of many games that have like a mechanism for you know, kids to play like slightly different rules at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a couple games that have like a kid's version or an adult's version. But this one here allows the dice to be rolled and the kids are like using separate rules simultaneously with the adults, which I thought yes. was very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And they score, they, they score differently so that they can keep up with the adults too. Mm-hmm. I wonder how play tested that was. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much is necessary, you know, um, or if it works out perfectly, who knows? I, I have yet to play this game with my kids, although I might. You should um, give it a you know, shot. T and, and Lauren are big boggle players, so you know another yeah. word game like that no, would well, be fun. The key thing is the kid green die allows you to them to build letters with your words with just three letters instead of mm-hmm. a minimum of four. And right. they score it differently too. Like mm-hmm. they score more for yep. the lower letter, lower um, amount of of 
Yeah. Uh, Less built-in ketchup score, mechanism. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of. yeah. 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 Sort of. All right. Let's talk about the sliding track. So there's. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> there's two ways to play this game, and it says so in the rules. Mm-hmm. You can flip all the uh, tiles over, all the letter tiles over, so they're upside down. You can't see them. On the center of the table, right? They're Scrabble. just out there. Yeah, just spread out, right? Right. Think Scrabble. Yeah. Think, yeah. Or you can slide them in to the track f- face up or face down? Face down. Face down. And then you slide them out and flip them over one at a time. And then if you don't want it, you've got to put it back at the top of the track yeah. <laughs> and make sure all the other letters are moved down so that you can got a space at the top of the track to put it in. It is some manipulation madness. And there's four tracks. So you one. can pull across from the one across from you or to your right or to your left or the one in front of you. You have... Ch- it actually so looks like there's madness. six tracks on there, I think. Oh, is yeah, it six? Is yeah. it total of six? Six of them. Yep. And oh, you have gosh. to put the letter back in the track you pull it from, but you can pull from any track. So you yeah. got to remember where you took the letter out of. If, you, if you're trying to pull two letters at once from two different tracks, which you can do, you've got two hands and there's no rule against it. You got to remember which one you put the letter, you pulled the letter from because you have to put it back in that same track if you don't want it. If you don't want to use it, it and is it's so like a, tricky. It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's like a serpentine track too. So when you're trying to put it in, you're not just sliding <laughs> from left to right and putting the letter in the back. You're yeah, no. sliding around this little twisty thing to put the letter to the back of it. So you better be sure you don't want the letters. It. Yeah. Not to mention yeah. one slight fumble and you can screw up the entire track. All the oh, tiles go yeah. flying off. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not exactly uh, secure in there. No. <laughs> it kind of holds the tiles, but it's it's a bit tenuous. Yeah, yeah. because if you slide them and you're in a hurry right Mm -hmm. and one gets stuck on the edge right you're just Mm -hmm. pushing letters (laughs) and you hit the edge all the rest of the letters are going to just bunch up and fly out you know as you're pushing them such a clunky (laughs) mess it was totally ridiculous unusual so unusual and it made it it made the game slow though much mm -hmm. slower than it was playing the other way because we played both ways go ahead mike Oh, yeah. Well, I'll just say for the serpentine board, though, as much as I hate it and how clunky it was, I feel like it's kind of necessary in a way because if the letters are just scattered around the table, you can just pick one up and decide you don't want to use it right away and just slap it back down. And yes. Go. You can just rifle through the letters really fast. So mm-hmm. it's almost know. a different game. Yeah. It, it really it changes the whole game. thing. Mm-hmm. Which two is Two games in one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like two games in one. It was a very mm-hmm. different game playing flat out on the table. Mm-hmm. And you could make much better words. Because yeah. you could just pull letters over and over and over again. Yeah. And just flip it back. Oh, here's pro- this one, you're just like, oh my God, I got to make something <laughs> out of these letters. Yeah. Or just I, start I, putting I like- them back like I did. <laughs> yeah, just put all of them back like Ed did. Yep. I, I would that's say right, pro- yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that kind of brings me to a pro-, a pro tip that I want to give everybody. So whatever <laughs> letters you didn't use when the timer is up, you're going to get negative score for those, right? So- What you want to do is as you're going, even if you're trying for a bigger word, you should try to make a smaller word out of the ones you already have there. Because if they're together, at least that doesn't count against you. You know what I mean? Like even if you have like. Yes. Yeah. Listen up, Flounder Army. You got that out there? Yeah. That's the pro tip. All right. What what are we going to call Flounder Army? Definitely keep keep a word going, even if it's short, in the middle. Because yeah. you are totally messed up if you end up with like Oof. seven letters not in a row. And you can get some big negatives in this game. Huge yes. Negatives. Oh, I got many of negatives. Oof. 
looking at that Man. score sheet. It was an embarrassment. Yeah, you think you're me. doing good, and then all of a sudden, negative 17. Like, whoa. <laughs> Yikes. And um, I thought it was kind of, we kind of played one of the rules by ear, because I know a lot of these older games, they don't really think through all the nuances of what they've done. So in, in a way, like, so it was supposed to be either a noun or a verb if you roll N or V on the die, but there's also a wild one. So it didn't say whether that has to be a noun or a verb. So we were like, well, what about ad- adjectives, adverbs, you know? Oh, so yeah. right. Yeah, it didn't those. specifically talk about right. those, right? Yeah. Well, we could write category. in. I mean, there is a place to write in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You atta- attach, yeah. The, you know, it's like a 10-cent cent stamp. 10-cent <laughs> stamp. That it, write, write in. You'll receive correspondence in 12 to 17 weeks. And, uh, yeah. And if you're missing a tile, you can buy a tile for like three cents each or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, that's good. Yeah, it's very handy. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure they have I, a whole I, department wait, standing by to field God. these uh, questions. And- I, I just always wonder where those letters would actually go if you like did them. And if somebody's like living at the address now and it shows up, I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is this? I never thought of that. Yeah, we should That's send really one and see funny. what happens. Yeah. Oh, and right. we never got an explanation or could never figure out why P-H-L-O-U-N-D-E-R is oh, how yeah, they spell flounder, this game. Right. P-H-Lounder. I mean, flounder. pretty Google smart for 1960. Yeah, if only they had the sixties. But ironic that a ironic that a word spelling game has a misspelt name. (laughs) (laughs) Typewritten title. It just that's struck me as odd. It's so out there. I'd love to ask the designer H Burnett. Oh yeah, you should look her up or him or whoever online. (laughs) Whoever that could be. Yeah. So I did, and (gasps) And? it turns out there is zero information about H Burnett, (laughs) with the exception that. They are the designer of this game. There is no other H. Burnett on the internet right now. Yeah. So when I Googled H. Burnett, the only thing that came up was one book that had mm-hmm. H. Burnett mentioned in the bibliography because it was a book about Euro games mm-hmm. called Euro Games, The Design, Culture, and Play of Modern European Board Games by Stuart Woods. All right. Amazing. He's a listener. Interesting. It talks about the culture. So that would be actually an interesting book to read about uh, the Euro game culture. I, th- I wonder what they have to say about it. And on Board Game Geek, it mentions H. Burnett as the designer of Flounder. H. Uh, Burnett, you nice, go down uh, in history. Nice, uh, reading for your research, uh, for yeah. your uh, degree in board game. Yes, I know, that's, that's right. amazing. Probably, yeah. Uh, the only Yes, not to be confused with H. Barnett, the textbook writer who wrote the, uh, the Thrill a Second Constitutional and Administrative Law. <laughs> yes, do whatever you do. Please don't don't confuse these people. They get so right. upset. Yeah. Right. Oh boy. All right. I love the score sheet. <laughs> Loved it. It's one of those pads and I just love those old it feels like such a treat. Like I recommend everybody go to a thrift store and find a game, an old game that has a score pad in it. It's it a is, throwback, yeah. It is such a treat to just see these old fashioned pads and be able to write in them. Like you're touching and writing on history. Yeah. Especially when they have old score sheets in there from the games that they played back then. Yes. <laughs> Look at Timmy the names. Scored 40 points, you know. Yes. <laughs> I know sometimes when you buy these used games, they'll the people will send you their old used score sheets for yes. some reason. Love it. <laughs> and you're looking at them and you're like, what was Gene thinking? <laughs> Gene like, was terrible at this game. Like, yeah. Well, Gladys had great penmanship yeah, here. It was what very kind of nice drunk? Curs- cursive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh 
Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Flounder Ed. It's a word game with a bad <laughs> scramble for tile. It's <laughs> definitely not my jam. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to play such an old classic, and that bell, mwah, go fun to ring. Yeah. Uh, Ding it up, Evan. Do I need to play uh, this again? Uh. Maybe not so much. For that reason, I'll bury it. But if Evan pulls it out, yeah, I guess I'll play it. <laughs> okay. A glowing review. I'm waiting <laughs> for the ding to go to Mike. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. Mike? Hey. Frantic, frantic word games aren't my bag. I love word <laughs> games. Frantic ones make me like feel upset. Um, but I have to give some props for a creative and inclusive set of rules that allows kids to play at the same time as the adults. Um, I had enough fun with it. We got our laughs, you know. Um, I wouldn't kick it to the curb. I think I'll um, dig it up for now. All right. Yeah. My ringing Ding. a bell? Evan? <laughs> Flounder. Well, like many 3M games, you got to give them credit for originality. I don't think they have their own unique feel, smell even to them, their own <laughs> style, definitely. Mm-hmm. 3M bookshelf style. They really play like no others. Uh, this one's uncharacteristically chaotic, I thought, for a, a 3M game, especially. You know, grabbing tiles, slapping the bell. I think this game probably caused more than one family argument at the time, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Maybe. I'm glad I tried this, but I don't I don't know that I'm going to try it again. Unless Ed tells me to. But like Ed, I'm going to just slightly bury it until someone... How would Ed ever tell you to play this game? <laughs> until Never. someone else suggests that Never. I bring it out and then I will play again. Thank you. What was Ed's score? Like negative 65 or something? <laughs> no, he just didn't do anything no, yeah, for he several got rounds. Mostly like zeros. <laughs> let's just, let's just take a moment to... Po- there was actually a couple positive, actually one around or two. Yeah. Yes, you did. He got two points in the end, yeah. Let's just take yeah. a moment. Ed is, is grabs a cup of tea and he goes into his study and he's looking at the shelves and shelves and shelves of thousands of board games that he owns and he's pulling out Flounder oh, to boy. play again. Oh, no. In, in what the, alternate universe? Yeah, I mean, the there's somewhere. Never happens. Yeah, yes. that, that happens. All right. <laughs> All right. Fast-paced word games, uh, totally my jam. This is uh, this one is that, right? But mm-hmm. it is another weirdly charming word game from the 60s and 70s. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would put it on my shelf with all the other word games and cool. probably pull them out regularly in front of many other choices. So bury the slider, but dig up everything else <laughs> about this game. Uh, you get two rings, Celeste. Thank you. What is your go-to word game? I totally want to know. I totally want to know. Um, you can check out pictures of Flounder on our Instagram, too. And uh, we want to hear from you. Let us know. Give us a comment over there. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. Please come and talk to us anywhere. We're on Discord every day. We are at Which Game First on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check us out on Monday nights and join our Discord. And if you want to become a patron of this show for just $3 a month, go to our website, click on Become a Patron Today, and you'll get access to... Bonus points. Bonus points. Happy gaming, explorers. Ahoy! Uh, Give us your (laughs) flounder or walk the plank. (laughs) Uh, That's Lounder, P-H Lounder is my name. Yeah. 
PH Lounder is PH Un for the whole PH Amley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>